Minute Sermon, a podcast from the Reverend George Pink. I am an ordained minister, but I did not become a minister when I was ordained. Sure, I became an ordained minister of the church, and yes, I believe that the ordained have a specific role to play, but I was already a minister. And so is every member of the church. Every Christian is a minister, a servant of God. When I was ordained in the cathedral, the bishop said these words. Christ is head of the church. He alone is the source of all Christian ministry. Through the ages, it is Christ who has called men and women to serve. By the Holy Spirit, all who believe and are baptised receive a ministry to proclaim Jesus as Saviour and Lord and to love and serve the people with whom they live and work. In Christ, they are to bring redemption, to reconcile and to make whole. They are to be salt for the earth. They are to be light to the world. Those words are about the nature of Christian ministry, but they are not just about ordained ministry. By the Holy Spirit, all who believe and are baptised receive a ministry to proclaim Jesus as Saviour and Lord. Sometimes I do refer to myself as a minister, especially when I meet someone new and they ask what I do for a living, because, after all, it's a term for clergy which is generally understood and used by our society. But really, ministry is the calling of every Christian. The word minister literally means servant, and every follower of Jesus is called to serve, to minister, to be used by God. This is a pretty important idea in Christian theology. But that doesn't mean that it's always easy to accept it about ourselves. I think it's very common to feel unqualified to be a minister of God. Most of us at times probably struggle to believe that a perfect God would use us. So with that idea in mind, let's turn to the Christian calendar this week. There's a special day being celebrated. It's the Feast of St. Mary, the Mother of Jesus. This feast day gives an opportunity to reflect on an important part of the Jesus story. The virgin birth is something we tend to hear about each December, but I think it's good to have a reminder of it at any time of the year. The angel Gabriel tells Mary that she will bear a son. Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is also pregnant. Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaims that Mary is blessed among women. Even John the Baptist, the unborn child in Elizabeth's womb, recognises the presence of the Lord and leaps for joy. Mary responds to Elizabeth's greeting with her song of praise, which is known as the Magnificat. It comes from the Latin word for magnify because her soul magnifies the Lord. Let's hear it being read. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has looked with favour on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him, from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. For many of us, those are familiar words. We probably know this story pretty well. Mary was picked by God to give birth to his son. She showed incredible faith and trust. She was used by God in a unique way as part of his salvation plan. 
and so the mother of Jesus has been a household name for the last 2,000 years. But she was not particularly well known before the extraordinary events of that first Christmas. If we ever feel too insignificant or not important enough to be used by God, we can think about the circumstances of Mary. It's no accident that God uses a humble, poor, unmarried girl from a backwater town as a key character in the story of the world's salvation. God is not limited by our ideas of who's significant or qualified to be used by him. As with Mary, all he wants from us is a humble and willing heart. Maybe at this point you're thinking, okay, that's great, but I'm no Mary. I have got a real past. Gosh, there are things I'm struggling with right now. I'm pretty sure they disqualify me from being a minister, from being used by God. Well, if that's the case, let's think about another woman from the life of Jesus. She's not as well known as Mary. In fact, we don't even know her name. We just know that she was a Samaritan woman who Jesus met at a well. And what an amazing meeting it was. Jesus revealed his identity to her as the Messiah. And in John's Gospel, she becomes the first evangelist or missionary. She goes and tells her people about Jesus and brings them to him so they can see and hear for themselves. We read that many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of this woman's testimony. So it'd be fair to say that she is a pretty significant character. She was used by God in a big way. And this was despite the fact she was a Samaritan woman. The culture of the time said that Jesus shouldn't even talk to her. She was also someone who had not only a disreputable past, but even a questionable present. Jesus was able to tell her that she had previously had five husbands, and that the man she was with now, she was not married to. And yet, this is the woman Jesus uses to spread the word in that area of who he is. She is used by God as an evangelist. I began this seven-minute sermon by sharing some words from the order of service when I was ordained. Those words said that all who believe in Jesus have a ministry to proclaim him as Saviour and Lord. Ministry is the calling of every Christian. Every follower of Jesus is called to serve, to minister, to be used by God. Yes, it might be hard to believe that about ourselves. We might sometimes feel unqualified to serve the Almighty. But the stories of these two women, Mary and the woman at the well, they show that all we need is an openness to the Lord in our lives. So may we be like them, open and cooperative with the work of God. May we know that God is the one who qualifies us. We are called to serve and to be used by him. Every one of us is qualified to be a servant, a minister of God. 7-Minute Sermon, a podcast from the Reverend George Pink.